everyone. It's Florence Bremer. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm your host. I am a mother, wife, grandmother, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. And that's what this podcast is about. This week's podcast, I'm calling Doe. And I can't do it right. <laughs> like, I want to do it like Homer Simpson, like, Doe. Well, that was a little bit better. Um, if you watch The Simpsons at all, or are even vaguely familiar with it, anytime Homer makes a mistake, he'll say, Doe. So, um, I was watching him this week every once in a while like when we're getting ready for dinner I'll put on the Simpsons because it's just something kind of mindless to have on we've all seen the episodes we don't nothing I need to concentrate on and um, just kind of you know something to have on while we're like talking and getting ready for dinner and and if you sit and watch it for a few minutes you're going to get some laughs and it's um, I don't want to say it's mindless because it's such a excellent show it has like so much little detail in it but um if you've watched it before you definitely don't need to kind of sit and watch it so before I start to get into the topic a little bit I'll tell you why I was thinking of it um the month of May and then into June just is the busiest months for me I have so much that's going on personally and then my work schedule always seems to be pretty crazy. So in May, I have my wedding anniversary. There's Mother's Day. Um, this year, my youngest is graduating from eighth grade. Um, this week, actually, we had her party this weekend. Uh, she's also in dance, and she has a recital about mid-June, but starting mid-May, she has the practices she has her weekly practice, but then there's a picture weekend, and then in June she has a dress rehearsal, and then she has the recital, and um, of course Father's Day, my mom and dad's anniversary, my sister-in-law's birthday, my grandson's birthday, which is the same day as my birthday, so anything that you can imagine is like happening in May and June. And since I last talked at you, I just had a, a bunch of stuff going on. It was my wedding anniversary last weekend, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. All I wanted for my anniversary, really, was just to spend the day with my husband. We're always both so busy, and I said, can we just go, like, basically run some errands, and that's what we did. We um, went and had lunch. And then we went and looked at a car. We've been considering a car that can hold um, our family that lives in our house. We have all three of our daughters here, our two grandsons and a son-in-law, and need something bigger if we all want to go someplace together. And we've rented things in the past, but it would just nice be nice to have like a van. And my husband had his sights set on a Subaru Ascent, and we went and looked at it. And I told him I felt like it might be too small. It's To me, it looked like the size of about a Volvo XC90, which we had before. 
And he's like, no, 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 it's bigger. It's like close to a minivan. And I looked at the dimensions, you know, this was stuff he was saying. And I said, I don't think so. Um, and we looked at it and he said that he's like, it's just way smaller than I thought. I'm very surprised. Um, just was very, very shocked by how it really appeared in real life. So um, we went and, and looked at it and um, talked to the salesperson for a little bit. Then we went and looked at a mattress. Um, we didn't buy it, but I think we are. Um, I don't know why it's like so much um, heartache to think about getting a new bed, but our bed is okay. But with my back problems, I feel like a newer bed might give me a little bit more relief. And then we went and had ice cream in um, Cave Creek, which is near my house in a place. If you're in Arizona or visiting Arizona, check out Cave Creek and Carefree. They're artsy, touristy towns, not like touristy in the sense of like Hollywood Boulevard, for instance, where what which I hate and I never go to, but um, more like, I don't know, like Old West Town, but lots of art, tons of good restaurants. If you like to drink and dance, there's a pretty good nightlife there. And um, we drove through there on the way home, and uh, they have an, a Dairy Queen that's like an old Dairy Queen, like the old sign and the brick building. And there used to be, um, when we were in Illinois, the Dairy Queen looked like that. And we would go to it when we were dating and sit in the picnic tables and have ice cream. And so that's what we did on our anniversary. And then we went home, and it was just a, a very nice day. I also had my second vaccine shot. I received the Pfizer shot. And I will tell you this, I was I psyched myself up for this. I was so scared about the second vaccine shot because I just kept hearing people say after the second shot, I was nauseated and I had a fever and I couldn't go to work and I had the chills and my joints were aching. And after the first shot, I had like two days of where I was extremely exhausted. So I just kept getting scared that after the second shot, I was really going to have something. And guess what? I got the second shot. And that night, I felt a couple of twangs of pain in my joints, which may have just been in my mind. Because like I said, I was totally psyched up for, for just having being in pain, like I was like scaring myself. And then the next day I woke up and all day I felt like I was walking on eggshells, like something was going to happen. And I had a day where I was completely and fully scheduled and I was fine. And um, so that was good. And then this last weekend, as I record this, I'm recording it on May 16th. And yesterday I had my daughter's graduation party the most low-key graduation party you've ever seen in your life, where we basically just had my extended family. There's a lot of us just in a small area, so about 20. We included my niece Amber as part of the party because she got her master's, so we had her as part of the celebration. We had a sign made, put it in the yard, and had a nice little party. And um, it was a lot of work, when I was planning it, I'm like, oh, this won't be too bad, like what I had planned. And on the day before, I went to Costco and I brought a fruit tray and I bought some vegetables. They didn't have a pre-made veggie tray, so 
I bought stuff to make my own veggie tray. And what else did I get? Um, they have like a pre-cut cheese platter. I got that. And chips for chips and salsa. And just a, like a couple other things from Costco like that. You know, plates and um, small plates. And my sister-in-law was taking care of dessert. She got it from Nothing Bundt Cake. And um, then on Saturday, I wanted to get pizza. Um, there's a Rosati's in my town. And it's probably my like in my top three of pizza. Like I love their pizza. They have the Chicago thin crust. And then they have, I know a lot of people say New York is the thin crust. But I'm from Chicago. And that to me was always Chicago pizza. New York to me is the big slices. And then um, they had the deep dish, which I would call the Chicago deep dish too. But I wouldn't say that's Chicago pizza. I'd say it's Chicago deep dish. So we got both. And it was just nice. Like everything was delicious. And I um, put out, you know, fruits, vegetables, cheese, olive tray. And then I made three salads. And I'll give you a tip on these three salads that are the easiest salads you can ever make in your life. One is a tomato salad. I had my daughter pick up heirloom tomatoes. And I'll, I'll tell you this, when your daughters get older, when your kids get older, things can get a lot easier. Harder in some ways, easier in others. I had my oldest daughter stop at the grocery store on Saturday and get the things for me that I couldn't get at Costco. Like she got a case of water. She picked up tomatoes for the tomato salad and other ingredients for the salads I made. So I made an heirloom tomato salad with red onion. And it's just oil and vinegar dressing, basil. Super, super simple. Salt and pepper. That's it. One of my favorite things to eat, really. And then I made a bean salad. And the bean salad is um, any kind of beans that you want that are canned beans. I guess you could do the dry ones and cook them, but I never do that. I always get canned. And I did kidney, black, and garbanzo. But you could do pinto. You could do canelli. Like you could really do whatever you wanted in terms of a bean mix. And um, mix the beans together, red onion, and um, it's more of a vinegar salad than an oil and vinegar. Well, I think I did put a little oil in it. And um, very delicious. And then the last salad I made was a pasta salad. And everyone loves my pasta salad. And it is the world's most simple salad. I will never buy a pasta salad like from a deli because anytime I have it's tasted old to me I feel like they make it and then they'll keep it in the deli case for you know a week or, or whatever and like the noodles always taste old and the vegetables taste old and the dressing is it's just never as good as when it's fresh and all I do is get a fun noodle most of the time for me it's a tri-colored noodle although this time when my daughter went shopping they didn't have tri-colored noodles so she got a um farofelli the like the bow ties and so I used that and I put in um baby tomatoes I put in baby heirloom tomatoes and sliced mushroom and chopped up cucumber and a zesty Italian dressing is the main ingredient is the sauce and then you can just do it like that although I put in 
a little bit of vegan mayo to cream it up a bit. And everybody loves my pasta salad. They'll ask me to make it for parties. Um, and it's just the most simple thing ever. Uh, the only thing with it is you do have to make it, you know, like we had a party in the afternoon, so I made it in the morning because otherwise it's too warm. You have to, you know, let it sit in the fridge a, a bit. But another tip for that is you can stick it in the freezer. Like sometimes if I've forgotten to make it early or ran out of time, I'll stick it in the freezer after I've made it and give it like a fast cool. But don't forget about it because you'll freeze it. And um, my daughter had her pictures this weekend. And here I am recording on Sunday afternoon. And the weekend just goes by so fast. I don't even know where it goes. And tomorrow morning, first thing, like the thing I hate most in the world, I think, is having a scheduled event for Monday morning. Monday afternoon, a thousand times better. But when you can just go in in the morning on Monday um, morning and kind of take care of some things and get ready, that would, that's great. Because this, because sometimes what happens is you may have like a hearing on Friday and then if you have one Monday morning, you're just days behind, or at least that's how I feel. Because for example, I didn't have um, a hearing on Friday, but I had to run to the court and I also had to go to Costco for the party. And all of this took, I went to work on Friday morning and did a ton and then left for the day because I had so much to do. And I went into the office this afternoon. On Sunday, I had something to take care of. And when I went in, I checked my associate's um, messages that she had left for me. And there was this huge stack of messages. And so now I can't return them on Monday morning. And I have found that trying to return calls during the weekend, you just don't get anything done. You end up shocking people. <laughs> They're you know, they're, you know, like out at the grocery store or they're at home watching a movie and you're like, hey, I'm calling to talk to you about your will. It's just better to wait till the week unless every once in a while someone will leave a message and, and they really have something going on and they'll say, you know, call me anytime. I don't care. And, um, and I put my message on over the weekend um, because I wanted people to know that I wasn't available this weekend as well. So my email states that um, I'm out for my daughter's graduation and also states I'm tied up on Monday morning and most of Monday as well for the mediation that I have scheduled. So that's that. And I've had a couple of days in the last two weeks where I have started at, well, here, here's what my schedule has been like because there's just no other way around it. I get up at five. Usually what I'll do is go downstairs, have coffee, and answer emails or work on something for a couple hours. Hop in the shower, take my daughter to school, go to my office, sit in the chair for hours, and get up from my chair and go to the conference room when I have hearings. I had a bunch of hearings and none of them were in-person court. So um, everything was at my office and that just has its own challenges. You know, it gets exhausting after a day of being in the, in the chair, just handling hearings. And for most of them, my client comes into the office 
and so that's different and even though it's been over a year at this point it just still is a you know an odd sort of thing so in any event that's the last two weeks and it's sometimes I couldn't even tell if I was coming or going and there were no I would say I can't say I was perfect and no mistakes were made I didn't make any giant mistakes (laughs) like there wasn't anything like missing a deadline or anything like that but I did feel like I don't know like discombobulated just I was being pulled in so many directions that I didn't feel like I was really I don't want to say I wasn't giving it my all because I sure was But it just was going from one subject to another, and it just made me feel like I wasn't at 100%. So I wanted to talk to you about some things that I did that hopefully is helping me prevent mistakes or prevent me from making mistakes because I'm overwhelmed. So the things I want to talk about are, number one, take notes on everything. I was, I have notes everywhere right now. Um, I didn't have paper the other day, but I had my laptop. I opened it up, took some notes on that. Um, As I was doing things during the week and things were coming at me faster than the flash moves, it felt like, I was taking post-its and just um, writing things on post-its and putting it on my keyboard. Another thing I do is I'll send myself a note via text um, where I can text to my email at the office. So the next time I check my email, it will say, you know, do this. And... um. I have a calendar that I write notes on. I mean, you, I print out a cal- a daily calendar sheet that I write notes on. I have my big calendar that I wrote write notes on. I print out six months of calendar sheets. I write notes on that. I'm just writing them at, at everywhere. It's pr- I'm probably making it sound more unorganized than it is, but writing it down helps me remember, number one. And they're in places where... I'm always at. So it's not like there's a hundred million places and I don't know where I put notes. But notes are very, very important. The other thing is talk about it with people. There has been things throughout my career where just something is bothering me. You know, something I'm working on in a case and I'll talk about it with a myriad of different people. I have lawyers that I get together with. I'll talk about it with them. I'll talk about it with my associate attorney. I'll talk about it with my legal assistant. I'll talk about things with my husband um, where I'll just say, you know, like someone said this to me, like, what do you think? Or just even saying it helps me like put it out into the, put it out into the universe and not have it on my heart where it's just driving me nuts. Another thing, and I, I've probably said this one in more podcasts than I can count, you know, in the three years of doing podcasts, 
is sleep. Um, there were days this week where I got home. It was six. I had been up since five. I had some work. I put it on my bed, did a little bit of it. But by eight, I said enough. Like your mind is mush right now. Go to sleep, start fresh. It was the best advice I could give myself. I try to do a walk as much as I can. Um, it's getting hot in Arizona, and we really, really kind of had a hot week. But today is actually sort of beautiful. But after work, I like to take a walk or in the morning before I get in the shower. And it just clears it up. Just if you have something on your mind and you walk, you kind of walk it off. The next one is eat something. There was a day this week where I had a, I had some breakfast, but not a lot. And then my day just really started moving and never got to lunch. And my legal assistant said to me, what are you on a hunger strike? And I said, no, I just don't. I don't know. Like the day just got away from me. But I'll tell you what happened to me at the end of the day. By the end of the day, I was starving, and we have these little bite-sized Snickers, and there I am eating three of them because now I'm starving. So if I would have ate a little something, it would have really, really made a difference in my day. Another thing is don't, don't resent stuff. And I will tell you, I have a really, really hard time on this. I resent things that aren't even anything to resent. Like I'll be going to work and my office is close to my house, which is a huge blessing, by the way. I'm not driving for an hour in the morning to get to my office. I'm driving five or 10 minutes, depending on how I hit the lights and if there's traffic from school. And by traffic, I don't even mean real traffic, but just kind of more cars than usual. And as I'm going, I live in this nice little town. And as I'm going, I see people walking their dog, taking a bike ride, um, pulling into the gym parking lot. And I start to feel like this resentment in my heart where I'm thinking, I'm going to the office and 10 people are coming in today. And I feel like I you know, my head's about to spin off my neck. And I, like in my heart, I just feel like sad and depressed, <laughs> you know, where I'm just like aching for like a few hours off. Um, but I need to stop it. Like I really, really need to stop it. Because there's things that I get to do that are very fun too. You know, like every Saturday I get up early and I take a walk with my grandson and um, I go to the movies and, you know, just kind of get out occasionally. And um, I don't know, like I can't even explain it, but I start to get like very agitated in a way because I feel like I'm kind of missing out on life. But people have to work and they have to run their businesses. And what are you going to do? You know, that's the way it goes. None of us are independently wealthy where we can, you know, 
just <laughs> spend the days at the beach. But I do, I will say it's, it's hard. Like when I see that, when I'm headed to somewhere and I'm wearing heels and I have a briefcase in, in the back, it's just hurts my heart sometimes. Another thing you can do to avoid mistakes is to, um, so that one is really, the bottom line is keep a positive attitude. <laughs> Although I probably didn't sound very positive. The next one is have a visit with your calendar a lot. I look at my calendar on and off throughout the day many times just to keep it in my head with what I have going on. And it's very important to do that. So you can keep keep on top of what's coming up. Where if you can look at you know, two weeks from now, and you see that you are in court, like every day, you know, of the week, coming up in the next two weeks, you better really figure out your time the week before. Or if you have a vacation coming up, you better figure out your time as much as you can. Um, if you have a schedule where and I, I had this come up, a couple times this week where I had so many people that were coming in to the office that it was just one appointment after the other. And some were Zoom meetings, some were in person, um, some were like will signings, like it was just things like on top of each other. And to spend some time with my calendar and really get psyched up for that sort of day was completely needed. Another thing to do, and I, I, this is something that I've said a lot in many different podcasts, is make your appointments for your self-care. The story that I have told time and time again is that I went for 10 years without a vacation because what I did was... I would look at the calendar, I would look four months down the road and say, things are really going to clear up in four months. And then I'll take a week off and I'll get out of the heat or I will do whatever. Uh, you know, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm just going to stay in town and go to museums. I'm going to do that as the time comes. And it never happened. Not once. Every time that mystical four month came, it was our, it was all scheduled again. And I would do the same thing. Oh, in four months, my calendar is going to clear up. So now I have to make sure that I schedule time for trips and plan those in advance. Now that things are starting to open up again, I have that on my mind, I'm starting to plan some stuff already. Another thing to do is, is make your doctor's appointments that you need. Another thing that I did was I did not go to the doctor for five years after my third child was born. I just kept saying, I don't have time. Um, I have too much going on. When everything clears up, I'll make an appointment. Five years went by and I realized that I had a lot of maintenance that I needed to do. Also, there's things to me for like self-care that are important and everyone's are going to be different, but I need to get my hair cut and colored about once a quarter. 
I need a facial occasionally and I need my, I need a pedicure, um, twice a month. And with my pedicures, here's kind of, kind of how I justify this. I wear a, I wear a lot of heels. And so after two weeks, um, it's just not great. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's Arizona, so it's a lot of open-toed shoes. And I just want to feel confident about how my feet look. And I'll get a pedicure every other week. And uh, the thing I've always done, I've justified it to myself, is I can actually work during a pedicure. And I have been the crazy person who has... Um, pulled out transcripts, um, pulled out documents. Uh, the people who do my pedicure, they're always like, oh, you're always working, you're always working. Yeah, um, it's nice they notice. And um, and, I, and I really can get a lot done during that time, actually, because it's a time where I can't have a telephone call. I'm not in front of my computer with the email notifications going off all the time. But now that I can get my office emails to my cell phone, I will sometimes do some office emails while I'm getting a pedicure or at least sort through them because there's a lot of stuff that comes through where you can answer it in one or two words. And if I can take a little time and like fly through some emails, I'm definitely happy to do that. So, okay, that's that. Um, another thing is don't overreact. One thing that I've always felt super terrible about, I have this really, really nice client. And one time the client sent me an email and I read it the wrong way. And I wrote back and I said something like, like, hey, why are you treating me like an idiot? And the person, um, I was like, no, like, that's not where I, what I meant, you know? And I went back and I read it and I'm like, I read it with a tone. I definitely read it with some sort of tone. Like it was crazy. Um, and I felt terrible. You know, I just kind of flew off the handle in an email where I was like, hey, why are you treating me like an idiot? And um, so don't overreact because that's definitely something that happens when we're overwhelmed, or at least to me. My favorite one probably for when I'm feeling overwhelmed is just to be outside. I spend time in the mornings outside usually in um, this little patio area that I have. And um, sometimes I'll go there in the evening as the sun's going down. And I like to walk. Um, and I just like to be outside. It makes me feel a thousand times better to be out in the sun and out in the fresh air. So those are just some tips to help you get through feeling overwhelmed and not making mistakes. Oh, I have a couple movie reviews before I let you go. Um, two weeks ago, I saw, I went to the movies, um, not, I, what I've talked about before is my, um, the movie theaters by me have where you can rent the theater for new movies for $150. I tell you, I love doing that. I would go with my big giant family, sometimes invite some friends, and it's a really, really fun thing to do. 
but I didn't do it this time two weeks ago. There, It was a Friday afternoon. It was kind of late. My daughter got off early from school, had an early release, and I checked the movies, and there was a new horror movie called Separation that was playing in like an hour. And I said to um, my daughter, I said, you want to ask Aunt Renee? And the three of us go. We went. There was only four other people in the theater. Um, I have been out in the world some. I will tell you this. Everyone is everywhere in terms of restaurants and shopping. Not so much the movies. Like if you're looking for an activity where there are not a lot of people, try the movies. Um, there's not a lot to see. So I think that might be a problem. There's nothing that's really drawing people there, but there's not a lot of people there. And we, when we walked out of that movie, when the movie finished, we walked through the lobby. We didn't see another soul except for the people who worked there. I don't even know what happened to the four people who were in the theater with us. They just suddenly were gone. But in any event, we saw this movie called Separation. It had good acting. It was filmed well. It had a story that could have been interesting about these people who are getting divorced and then things happen. In case you want to see it, I don't want to give too much away. Although I doubt there's much seeing people are going to see it. When I looked at the score on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it was like a six. Like it was a very bad score. I don't know that it deserved a score that bad. The ending was super hokey. Like they couldn't pull the ending off. There were things that could have been scary and weren't. It was the least scary movie you've ever seen. But it was, I don't know. Like when, <laughs> when we left, we were like, it, it was like, bad but watchable if that makes sense so um if you're looking for just something sort of to pass the time not the greatest horror movie you'll ever seen in your life separation is okay one you could skip and then one that i watched this weekend which is a new release on netflix it's called woman in the window the woman in the window i read the book a couple of years ago i really didn't like the book it was one of those books where they have the unreliable narrator. They have this woman who's a mess. She drinks too much wine and stuff happens, which is the character. And I feel like maybe not so much anymore, but for a good 10 year period after Gone Girl, you just kept getting these same characters over and over again. And um, the movie is with Amy Adams. I think it was supposed to be a theatrical release, and then Netflix bought it. Um, oh my God, I can't think of her name. Uh, Julianne Moore. So a huge actress, and they had a, a smaller part. And Amy Adams and Julianne Moore have always reminded me of each other quite a bit, probably being beautiful redheads sort of thing, but... Maybe that's the um, connection that I, I put together for with them. But um, they were in it. Like I said, Julianne Moore's part was littler. Anthony Mackey, um, who, like I told you a few weeks ago when I was in New Orleans, I saw him sitting in a sidewalk cafe. Um, he was in it um, for a smaller part. Uh, Gary Oldman had, I don't know, kind of a smaller part. Um Jennifer Jason Lee was in it, like some really big names. And, um, but mostly you are watching Amy Adams. And I liked the 
movie so much better than the book. For a Netflix movie, definitely one that is worth watching. I've been burned so many times by a lot of Netflix movies where I'm just like, ugh, you know, they put these movies on, they promote them really heavily for that week. I sometimes get sucked into it, and then the next week there's something else. So I've tried to be more discerning about what I watch on Netflix, but The Woman in the Window is good. And like I said, I don't think it was made for Netflix, so maybe that's the difference. And then the one movie that I've been waiting for for over a year, I finally saw yesterday. So for part of my daughter's graduation, I decided to continue the party by getting a movie theater for everyone at the party. And I invited some other friends, too, who met us there and went and saw the movie Spiral. Spiral, they say Spiral from the Book of Saw. So it's in the Saw universe. I guess you could really consider it a sequel in a way. And um, Chris Rock is in it. So that's huge. And Chris Rock is, from what I understand, it was kind of his idea. And then a screenwriter wrote a screenplay about it. And then Chris Rock starred in it. Samuel L. Jackson was in it. And, and a really good cast, like other people whose names I can't even say. There's one actor, I feel like he's been in a lot of stuff lately. Max McGirilia? I don't know how to say it. Um, the One of the moms from um, Riverdale is in it. I can't, her name is escaping me. But a good cast and like good filming. And it's reminded me more of the movie Seven than a Saw movie. Although it did have some of the saw traps, I'll say, <laughs> for lack of a better term. And it had, um, a lot of the saws have kind of like a twist ending. Some have worked a lot better than others. This one I thought worked. It was really enjoyable. I, I want to go back and see it again because I felt, I felt like towards the end, um, like a bunch of stuff happened and maybe I, I missed some of it and want to see it again. My daughter had brought my youngest grandson, who's always super great to have at the movies because he's just kind of sitting. But today, this yesterday when we did this, like he was not having it. And so he was kind of crying and then I was looking at him and I was holding him. And, and there was one, there was a couple of times where I would look down and look at him and then I looked up and I felt like, like, what did I miss? Like, we're in a totally different type of scene now. But I I enjoyed it and want to see it again and and, um, and piece it together. It had, um, oh, you know, I don't want to spoil it. But it had, like, some foreshadowing that was really cool. It It's not, like, the best movie you'll ever see in your life. Like, some of it's a little bit obvious. But it was... Um, it was fun. It it was worth the wait. I was really, really excited to see it. And it didn't disappoint. Um, you know, is it in my top 10 favorite movies? No. You know, nothing like that. But definitely an enjoyable Saw movie. I would put it up there probably in the top three of the Saw movies. Like, I love Saw 2. And I like Jigsaw quite a bit. And I would say Spiral is probably second or third in my... Uh, ranking of Saw movies. So if you're into that type of thing, you will really like it. So I am going to close up 
for the um, day. And I will be back in a couple of weeks with a new topic. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name and under my law firm, Law Office of Florence Brummer. You can find me under my website, BrummerLaw.com. I'm also on Patreon, and there's a special that if you donate to the podcast, you can get a t-shirt and a card from me. Um, Have a great couple of weeks, and I'll talk to you in a few.